0: all right hello and welcome just to family this is giving you something to talk about or just a live tv as i like to call it i'm your host melissa Kretchler. i'm an identity coach spiritual teacher business mentor and creator founder of not only this show but also the women supporting women can network uh today we're going to be talking about nutrition is not a nasty word and i really like this and i can't wait to get into it uh, but before we do that, our sponsor today is the Women's Sporting Women Can Network. That network is a group of women who are there to support, guide, encourage, and just, you know, encourage you to live your best life uh, on your terms. So go and check that out. Join the Facebook group. Uh, link in the description. If you want to be a guest speaker, uh, blogger, or if you want to see a topic featured on the show, reach out to justalivetv.com uh, and we will get started. All right. Join in the conversation. Um, so I'm going to start it off quickly, and then I'm going to let you introduce yourself by asking everybody, do you think that nutrition is a nasty word? Um, and I love nasty words, so <laughs> I'm going to hand it over to Casey. Casey, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Thank you. So I'm Casey. I am a certified holistic nutritionist and life coach as well, actually, but more focused on the nutrition side and I help women get out of the diet cycle and truly live their best life, learning how to live healthfully. So often of what we've taught about health and nutrition is all centered around diet, which is why we're talking about is nutrition a nasty word to begin with, because so much of a perception of what nutrition means we think has to do with just weight loss or we think has to do with just dieting and there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight. I help women do it all the time, but we need to first approach it from a place of
0: health. Yeah. And it is true though, because if you think most people, when they hear nutrition, they think of diet, they think of dieting, they think of working out, they think of everything that comes up with dieting and it's really not. Um just like everything else there's misconceptions on everything and i think that nutrition has been one of those words that people have used as a misconception. It has, you know, dieting may may help with nutrition, dieting may help with losing weight or, or whatever your goal is. But nutrition at its core is providing your body with the nutrients it needs. That's literally what nutrition means. So for people to think that it's a nasty word is is you know one of those misconceptions i love the word because you do you need nutrients to fuel your body if you're living mind body spirit if you're you know you want a healthy outlook your body and the nutrients that you feed it have been linked to mental health have been linked to emotional health and well-being um have been linked to physical activity and you know be even having the motivation if you're not providing your body with the nutrients it needs then you're not going to be motivated. You're not going to be happy. All of these different spectrums of things that we experience can, part of it can come down to, to a a lack of nutrition. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. And so nutrition, I want it to be something that I'm able to educate and empower people instead of having nutrition be something that is restrictive. So again, like when we think about nutrition, we think, very often about all the food we're supposed to be or not supposed to be having. We think about the black and white thinking, and this really sets us up for failure because we think we are either good or bad because we ate this food, because this food is either good or bad. And what are we left to think when we consume a food that's bad To other than thinking that we're a bad person as a result? And this leads us down such a negative spiral. And as someone who dealt with many eating issues in her past, I know firsthand the consequences of having food become your morality system. To so many people, the way they eat is like their religion. It's like an identity to an extreme. Mm -hmm. And I believe in eating healthy. It's all that I'm about. I absolutely love it. But I also believe in having balance and being able to go out to eat and not be obsessive on the menu, be able to travel, be able to be served food. I just have so much anxiety being served food that I didn't know the ingredients. Did it have extra oil? Did it have butter? And it led me in such a negative path mentally. And so often what we think about with health is just how it looks like and not actually how people are feeling. And fortunately there's been a greater conversation about mental health, but We really like to make assumptions about whether people are healthy or not just by how they look. And it is so important that we dive deeper because health and nutrition is so much more than that.
0: Yep. And uh, I'm an identity coach. So everything that I do comes down to individuality, right? So it doesn't matter your body size, your body style, your body type. There are people who are heavily overweight and still healthy. There are people who are underweight and still healthy. It really just depends on your physical makeup, your, your genetic makeup, right? Um, I have very close friends who their entire Um, self worth uh, revolved around their diet revolved around their body revolved around the way that they looked uh, to the point where they would deny themselves all of the food that they craved and all of the food that they loved, and then turn around and binge and hate themselves. And I don't mean just, oh, you know, I really shouldn't have done that. No, literally and utterly hate themselves, because Mm -hmm. of the fact that they they, you know, ate whatever they ate, I love, I drink Pepsi all the time. Is it good for me? No, I do it all the time, it's not good for me. But I do it all the time and I know that it's not. I'm still a happy person, right? Um, I eat con queso. I love con queso. <laughs> Give me chips and cheese sauce and I'm good to go. Um, but it's not all I eat. It's not what I have every meal. I don't even have it every day. It's. I think we as a society need to learn what moderation is. And you can eat whatever you want, whenever you want, as long as you're doing it in moderation and making sure that you, you be conscious and intention, intention yeah. about it or intentional about it and say, you know, I, I really want to eat this and I can, um, it, and it doesn't even have to be that just even intentionally during your day, you know, what, what should I eat today? Or I'm craving something. Have I had enough water today? Have I had you know, the nutrients that I need as an older woman, uh, I'm 40 this year, I'm hitting, you're not old, 40, older, (laughs) older, um, I did, I'm hitting perimenopause this year, I'm hitting it a little bit early. Um, And with that, I'm overweight, I'm probably about 60 70 pounds overweight. And, you know, I, I love my body. I love who I am. But at the same time, I've, you know, I, we did an episode last season on Mm -hmm. um, protein and talking about how women in general do not get enough protein in their diet. And that is, um, so I started adding and being conscious about how much protein I'm having and just adding that protein in, I was still eating my junk. i was still drinking my Pepsi, but adding in that protein made me actually less hungry It made me crave things that were, were actually better for me. And Mm -hmm. it was all natural. It didn't, I didn't have to be like, oh, I can't have this today, or I can't have that. It just naturally flowed that way. Exactly. And so that's
1: my whole philosophy is really figuring out how nutrition can enhance your life. So often we just focus on, as I said before, like what I should or shouldn't be having. People will be like, should I not be eat this? Or what supplement should I be on? I'm like, okay, let's, let's take it a step back. Right. How can we think about things from a holistic perspective? First of all, what's triggering you to eat in the first place? I can tell you, like you even said yourself, you're like, I know my diet, Pepsi, probably whatever my queso, I love queso though. But, you know, we can have this idea of what we think is or know even as being healthy. We know that whole foods and trying to eat overall whole foods, things from the earth. We know that's good overall. Right. And I don't, I don't like to just use good and bad, but we know like how that feels good for our body. But the reason why at the end of the night, why, you know, people are eating that pint of ice cream or polishing off that large back, family-sized bag of potato chips isn't because they're questioning, oh, is this a antioxidant rich health food? No, it's because not dealing with proper boundaries, not dealing with proper stress, not having other coping mechanisms. There's so much emotional component. However, there is also a nutrition component too. As I said, if you're not getting enough protein, if you're not creating balanced um, meals that help to promote balanced blood sugar, therefore helping to balance your hormones so that you're not having all the crazy leptin and ghrelin and cortisol. We need to put the two together. And so often the approach is, okay, let me just take it from a food freedom approach and be anti-diet, which again, I love getting over this whole dieting mindset, but we also don't want to not listen to the nutrition side. You deserve to have both and put both together and understand and be empowered by nutrition instead of fearing it, but also be aware of your personal choices and become more self aware because This is why people yo-yo again and again, because they think their problem is learning more about nutrition. That is not their problem. Their problem is they're not getting deeper into their why.
0: Yeah. Um, That's like having queso, since we've talked about queso a couple of times, is instead of having it with chips, have it with cucumber. (laughs) Literally take a cucumber and dip it in queso, right? you're still, I think, again, that balance, right, is what what do I need to be healthy, not what do I have to take out or what do I have to do, it's what do I need to be healthy and and focus on that. Now, emotional and mental, absolutely, (laughs) absolutely, we emotionally eat, we mentally eat, um, and really just understanding. Again, Um, going into some of the the situations I've seen where it's, I can't eat this. Well, why can't Mm -hmm. my daughter's type one diabetic, right? So at eight years old, just about nine, she was diagnosed with type one diabetes. And, you know, we started off with, you need to add this stuff and you need to have a balanced, healthy diet. And as we went on, it was like, you know, she was, she was struggling with it. And I said, you don't, you can't not eat anything. I said, you can have whatever you want. You can have have however much you want, but make sure that you're giving yourself enough insulin for it. And I think the same can be said about absolutely everything we eat is you can have whatever you want. You can have as much of whatever you want, but as long as you're adding the right things, um, and I say right loosely, as long as you're adding the nutrients and the, the things that you need in your daily, enough water, drinking enough water, uh, making sure that you have enough protein as a woman, especially we need a lot of protein <laughs> throughout the day, making sure that you're adding that in there. Right. And, and just really focusing on intentional eating rather than what I can and can't have.
1: Yeah. I think there's definitely something that's for, for really understanding how your body works and properly fueling your body to feel your best. And, um, something like, yes, you can, you know, we, you and I could have three pints of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but are we going to actually feel good from doing that? And a lot of times people are only focused on the short-term gratification and the short-term feeling. And so that's something that is really important to be able to understand as an adult, like how we are able to not just think about food as an immediate gratification source, as immediate dopamine rush. What is the else are we trying to escape from what else can we get dopamine from that isn't just that sudden rush and then leading to guilt and shame after. Cause time and time again, I have women coming to me saying like, I, I can't believe I ate this or that or whatever. First of all, we need to get out the guilt and shame associated with the eating of that in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yes. We need to give ourselves permission. We also need to create habits of like, why again, like going back to Why did we turn to that in the first place? But also we need to think about our after and something that I harp on again and again and again, you need to think about your after. So how are you going to feel in 10 minutes after the decision, 10 hours, 10 days, what, what have you? Like, even if you do, even if you ate a lot of veggies today, if you also eat too much sugar, you're still going to feel like crap. And so do you want to feel that way? it gets out of like the immediate thought of just it being about weight loss or just to be about dieting. It's really about overall health and how you want to feel because when you are able to eat in a way that you're able to enjoy the sweet, not too much of it or enjoy the treat, whatever it is, not too much of it. You feel much better. You enjoy the moment more versus inhaling something really fast and not even feeling good, feeling lethargic after, feeling too full after. So it's about finding a sweet spot. And that's why this has to be highly individualized. And we focus on like, what's the meal plan? What's the latest meal plan? What is this that I have to follow? No, it's really about understanding what works for your body,
0: bio-individuality. Mm-hmm. One thing I'd love to mention uh, for people and something that I've been experiencing myself lately, I love to cook and I love to eat, right? Um, <laughs> so I'll make my favorite meals and I will be like, I'll scarf it down. And I've noticed in the past six months that if I eat too fast, if I eat too much too quickly, Mm -hmm. um, or even just too much in general, I am, um, I'm literally, I can't leave the bathroom for, for a good 24 hours. I have, I have stomach issues, uh, on top of that, you know, I have IBS and GERD and, and all of that fun stuff, but I've noticed lately that my body is not breaking down food the way that it used to. And again, age, perimenopause, all of that fun stuff. My hormones are changing. Everything's changing. So the way that my body is utilizing this, the nutrients and utilizing the food, it's, it's changing the way that I eat. So the last few days, I'm not as hungry. I'm eating smaller portions and I'm eating them slowly. Right. So I'll sit with my husband. I, I've got a plate full of pasta last night. Right. And the last few days, I'm not going to lie. I've been feeling a little bit sick the last few days. i uh, okay. very upset, uh, stomach and nauseous the last few days. Uh, I'm prone to um, what's it called? Uh, vertigo. So the last few days I haven't been feeling well. So I'm not eating the greatest and I'm not eating as much. Um, and I get violently ill when I don't eat every five hours. So it's retarded, but that's just the way I am. Um, so last night I have this full plate of pasta. Um, so like spaghetti, but different pasta. Um, and it's great and I'm loving it, but I'm I'm having trouble eating it. The, I take, you know, a handful of bites and, you know, I'm feeling that weight in my stomach and it's not making me feel very good. So I sat down and I put it beside me and bite at a time you know, I put it on a pillow beside me or on the table beside me. We were watching hockey. It's playoff season. Um, So we're sitting on the couch and literally I'm taking that breather and I'm taking that break. And I want to say the last week, half of the meals that I've had um in the last week, my husband's ended up finishing the plate because I just, I'm smaller meals. Um, And I'm just, you know, taking my time eating it. He looks at me, he's like, are you good? Like we're having shepherd's pie. Cause that's great. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just slowly eating it. Like, I don't want to just shovel it all in. Um, and you know, as a nutritionist that the faster that you eat, the, you're not seeing the signs that your body's full. Uh, what did they say? It takes 20 minutes from your, for your brain to tell, or your stomach to tell your brain that you're full
1: to catch up with your stomach. Yeah.
0: So yeah, eating slower has been helping me. I don't get as full. I don't get as bloated. I don't get sick after uh, because I'm I'm eating too much and and I can't handle it. Um, yeah. it, it would be the equivalent of me having, um, what is it? Gastric bypass surgery where they shrink your stomach or like mm-hmm. tires. I don't, I can't remember exactly how they do it. But um, if I eat too much now, I'm, I get really, really, really sick.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's something also with hunger and fullness cues. So often we're like, I can't, I can't, but it's like, we just need to not just focus about the food itself, but how we're eating. And I talk about that a lot too. One thing is we don't chew enough. We simply don't chew enough. And when we don't chew properly, we're not creating the proper digestive enzymes to help to process our food. And I'm talking about chewing your liquids too smoothies. I know all all people, all the time people are like, Oh, I had a smoothie and either it still causes them to blow. And they're like, I don't understand. Like, aren't smoothies supposed to be easier to digest They're broken down? Well, if you're slurping it down, it's not going to digest properly. You're not creating a proper um, digestive enzymes. It's also not going to be satisfying. And so you're going to be hungry quickly thereafter. So I do recommend in general, trying to create foods that you Really do have to eat, and you really do have to chew. I'll even like throw cacao nibs or something like that in my smoothie along with it. So it's something I have to chew, it's not just liquid form that can be helpful. But I suggest people taking a timer and putting it down face down and time when they start eating and looking looking up after. It. And they will be, they're always shocked, like, oh my god, they only took me three minutes to eat. No wonder why you're going for seconds. And then there's nothing wrong with going for seconds, but if you're going for seconds, and you're then not waiting for your body to fully catch up with your brain, then your stomach to catch up with your brain to like understand its fullness, then you can very easily overeat. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so full. how did I get so full of a sudden? You didn't give your time, your body time to get the hormonal signals of fullness and of satiety. So it's important for us to slow down, to take a breather, to really chew our food. Uh, I also really suggest for one minute prior to eating, put your hands on your stomach and take some deep belly breaths. This will really help to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest state to really help you improve your digestion and put you in a calmer state you're eating.
0: I never, I never knew that nor I never, I heard that. So that's, yeah, I, I learned I, something I, new, right? That would be great for me because yeah, I've been struggling with food Uh, again for the last few months. I've been struggling very much with my food intake and and the way it makes me feel after. Um, So what do you think? um, Other than that, are there any other suggestions that you have for people with with nutrition versus everything else, right? Because we're talking about nutrition not being a nasty word. Um, so what do you think maybe some common misconceptions of nutrition or, um, that maybe we haven't reiterating.
1: Yeah. So with nutrition, what I would say is if it sounds too good to be true, if it sounds whatever, like stop following on the diets with a name, it's, it's not the stuff that's really going to help you for the best and long run. Isn't the sexy stuff. It's the basic stuff. Which includes having a balanced plate that has protein, fat, and fiber-rich carbs at all of your meals. That includes snacks. So often we're like, oh, a snack, and we think because it's snack food, it's a free-for-all. No, I mean this doesn't mean like you can't have some snack foods, but snack foods have really become this like whole category of foods that honestly is not necessary in their diet. None of us need those snack foods. Do I still buy those things? Of course, but I make sure to have you know those chips, those crackers, whatever it is. I have it on a plate where I add some almonds so I get some some fat. I maybe add some veggie sticks so I get some fiber too, right? So we can help to round it out to help balance our blood sugar. I also um, don't say this a lot like, I guess, but it's something that's really important to note is that you can eat any type of food, any time of day. And I want that to be something that's liberating, but also some like liberating on both ends. Like we think breakfast food, I have to eat eggs. I have to eat cereal. I have to eat pancakes. No, you can have a salad for breakfast. You can have leftovers for breakfast, whatever you want, whatever's easiest, just trying to get the macronutrients, getting protein again, um, fat and fiber rich carbohydrates in your meals. As you said, getting protein is essential. I recommend for women to get 20 to 30 grams of protein every single meal. And a lot of times I can be like, Oh my God, overwhelming. It doesn't have to be that overwhelming. I promise. Um, we can, it can be really fun. And I really suggest that people focus on with nutrition and addition mindset. Instead of thinking all the things you have to take out, think about what you get to add in. Think about that abundance because that makes it a lot more fun. That makes it easier to stick to. And that also makes it something where you can actually learn versus feeling restricted. We feel that restriction. We get into that mindset of just like we're little kids, little kids who've been told by their parents, you can't play with that toy. You can't do that. And all we want to do is rebel. So instead we got to work with our natural, innate psychological systems and work on how we can have an abundance with nutrition and just like you said it was so perfect you said it's like i set you up you were saying like i added protein and then i wasn't hungry for other things it's not you weren't like i couldn't eat those other things you naturally have been able to normalize your appetite because of focusing on adding in a bit of more nutrient dense foods and then slowly you haven't then had an appetite for as many of the other foods it's not about never eating the other foods but it's about naturally then being able to balance
0: well, and I love what you just said about the the kids. So I have four kids, and for anybody else who has kids or was a kid, which was all of us, <laughs> um, remember that when when there was like snack foods in the house, right? And I say snack foods, but it can be anything. Um, you're sitting there, and you're like, I want that, and I want that, and I want that, and I want that, and I want that. So when you're going for any type of meal, whether that be a snack or or an actual, you know, full full bodied meal add a bunch of different things to it. So if you're going and you're like, oh, I'm going to have some corn chips and some almonds, maybe a little bit of yogurt, right. Mm -hmm. Or whatever that looks like, you can have multiple things in one snack and you're like, you don't have to limit it. So I could have a little bit of queso. I could have, you know, some cucumbers uh, and maybe some tortillas or something that, you know, rounding off that, that balanced nutrition you, and I love the adding to it because Mm -hmm. you're not limited. You could have like 50 different things in one meal and have it all be, you know, what you want or, and what you need and just creating that, that outlook. I love that. That's, that's a different perception.
1: And it's important that we model this. Like when we do, if we do have children, I am currently pregnant with a, my first on the way. And I work with a lot of, thank you. I work with a lot of moms and, um, or you know, they don't have to be mom. They could be people who want to have kids in the future. And a lot of people who come to me, their motivation is also like, I want to have a healthy relationship with food for my kids or like for what, I, and for others around me. And I think it's so important that we have motivation. Like if we have aesthetic motivation to lose weight, that's great, but we need to have a bigger why we always need to focus on how we can. Focus on getting better energy, better sleep, getting clearer skin, feeling better, helping to, you know, work through certain diagnoses we have, whether it's PCOS, whether it's Hashimoto's, whether it's high blood sugar, like whatever it is, we can focus on these bigger picture things and then weight loss can come. But if we're only focusing on weight loss, that's not fulfilling. That's not satisfying. That's not a good, like overarching motivation. Because Mm -hmm. if you're just focusing on that, you're going to probably get obsessive. We all know the scale fluctuates day to day, regardless of us doing quote things perfectly. So we need to have a bigger why. We need to have a greater purpose, and it also is just so much more fulfilling
0: when you do. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? Yeah, I just want people to
1: understand that you should feel empowered through nutrition. And I have so many people who who like talk to me, come to me that feel like they haven't been heard or haven't by their doctor. And there's so many great medical professionals out there. Absolutely. I have a lot of friends who are doctors. So, but they're also, you know, doctors take one course in nutrition. It's their focus isn't nutrition. And so if you really want to get proactive about your health, if you want to really focus on preventative medicine, and preventative care and holistic health, you need to take that into your own hands. But what's so amazing, is there's so many resources out there. There's so many people that can go and help you. And you don't have to focus on nutrition just from a place of dieting, from a place of shame about your body, from a place of having to change. Nutrition is so much more about that. And you deserve to ask the questions, get those questions answered. You deserve to be able to not just feel like you're a victim of your circumstance. So I really want to empower people to be able to take their health into their own hands.
0: Absolutely. I wholeheartedly concur. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, all right. Well, if anybody has any questions or would like to follow up with Casey, please make sure that you click her links below. You can, I believe it's Instagram and her website. You can follow her, uh, find out what she has to say and find those people who are going to help you um, make nutrition fun. Cause it's not a nasty word. Let's make nutrition. Yes. Fun. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm your host Melissa Kretschler. Uh, This is our episode the women Sporting women network has sponsored this episode go and join uh, a women's only group that is focused on supporting educating and guiding women to live their best lives on their terms so go and check that out join in the comments or in the description. If you would like to be a guest speaker, blogger, or sponsor, or if you'd like to see a topic featured on the show, join us at justalivetv.com. Casey, thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. All right. To everybody, hope you have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, wherever or whenever you are watching. I'm Melissa. I will see you all on the next episode. Bye.